Since I've been on here, um, I distinctly remember the last episode I recorded, tried to record, I should say. I got about 20 minutes in and then I looked down and I was not recording. Um, so that was a bit of a, a bit of a moment for me. <laughs> I, I kind of got the shits with it and just quit. Um, not for good, I'm back. But yes, that was kind of right before peak holiday festive crazy season. Um, and I feel like I'm only just getting back into routine, which is really nice. I love my routine, if you know me. Um, and it doesn't actually happen often. For someone who loves routine, I don't have much of it. Um, but I'm getting back into it and I'm really enjoying that. So today's going to be just a random updates episode because it has been so long. Um, so strap in, get ready, and we're going to kick off with some wedding updates. Um, like I said in the last, whenever the last one was that I even published, I don't know, it's been so long, um, but I was really focusing on the wedding side of the business for a really long time, and that had been at that point maybe like four months. So now it's been a good six months of really, really focusing on the weddings and When I say that, I mean every single little aspect of this part of the business has been getting so much work from like my workflows and communications, from like portfolios, from how I'm editing, from how I'm serving my clients, like vendor relationships, submitting to magazines. Like there has been so much work on the back end of this Um And it's one of those industries where it does take a lot of time for that work to kind of kick in and to see results from that. And I wasn't seeing it. (laughs) I was not for the longest time seeing any sort of um, like momentum or um, seeing any result of all of that hard work. But I, I knew it would come like it had to. But it was getting like to the point where it was quite disheartening. I was getting really frustrated. I was getting a bit upset. I was like kind of starting to doubt myself a little. Um, All of that is gone because things are currently thriving. But it really did take a long time for that to kick in. Um, I had to stay super, super persistent with it all. Um, But a few things that I changed as well within the weddings are – Um, my posing. So I used to always say that I was, um, very candid style posing, um, which I am, I am still, but I do love throwing in those editorial moments. Um, and one thing that is really common in the wedding industry is people, if you're in the industry, you know this, and if you're planning a wedding, then you should know this. People are very keen to pick up on buzzwords and trends and say that that's what they're about and what they do when they really don't. So it's very common for like photographers to be like, oh yeah, I'm photojournalist style. And then they're like directing everyone what to do the whole day. Um, It's fine to be photojournalist style and it's fine to direct people the whole day, but don't say you're one and do the other. Um, it's kind of just like people jumping on buzzwords so that they can lock in what people think they want. 
So I've been really, I did a lot of reflecting on what my work actually is, what I provide and what I want to be um, and making sure that I am portraying an honest depiction of what that is um, because at the end of the day, I just want my clients to be comfortable and happy with what I'm providing and that to align with what they expect and want. Um, so that's like literally the most important thing to me. So once I did all that, I was like, you know what? I have been saying that I am very like candid and I do create a lot of, um, I do a lot of prompts and play a lot of games and like tell people to do a lot of things, which is great. That's still all true. But I just, I love directing a little as well in those more editorial moments. Um, when that comes as handy as in handy is like between the games and things or, um, when you don't have, if you're a photographer, you know this, sometimes you just like don't have something elaborate at the top of your mind to move to move to next if you've just done like 10 poses. So having something a little more static to do where you, you might say, okay, like, you know, stand and face each other um, and, you know, put your foreheads together and just, and like, you know, put your hand here, put a hand in the pocket, whatever. You're directing them what to do. It's not in like a awkward way but it just it allows you to get those little more editorial moments another another time when I do this a lot is during the reception I like to take the couple away for five or ten minutes either once or twice in different times usually like right after the cake cutting I like I love getting them with like a little slice of cake um and then I can do like some flash ones or with a cocktail or something just things where you do direct and I wanted to be really honest with this because I found like I would do this and I love doing this and people love those photos, but they don't always have a, a clear idea of um, what that takes in a way. Like some couples will be like, oh, yes, we, we only want photojournalist style, again, going on that buzzword. And then they might send me a photo of like completely the opposite type of thing. And I have to be like, okay, like absolutely we can do that. But that's not photojournalist. That's definitely directing you how to stand and everything. Um, so I've got a lot better at like expressing what I do, what my strengths are and how and recognizing what the client wants and kind of making sure everything in that sense all aligns. Um, I've been doing a lot more timeline feedback as well, which mostly comes from experience. So I used to um, just take a kind of a look at the timelines and it's hard to know if you haven't done years and years of weddings to know what to see in a timeline that isn't right or that is going to be a potential problem. Um, and what I used to do is just create this buffer time in the timeline at different parts of the day just in case something went wrong, then there would be time, which works and I still do in some circumstances, but now I'm much more at being able to pick, okay, no, that's not going to work. Um, this we need to move here. This we're going to need some more time. Um, and then instead of like having to change things last minute on the day, you're already changing them beforehand to prevent that. It's kind of a, you know, just a preventative um, change in the timeline. So I'm getting a lot better at that kind of stuff, which is very very um I don't know promising feels good I don't know what the word is but <laughs> it's just nice um the other thing is working oh my gosh I wanted just wanted to say working with planners and coordinators like an on-day coordinator makes the world of difference 
Because on the day, if anything happens, if anything goes wrong, if anyone has a question, generally you're the only person like there that's not a guest or something. So you're kind of the person that everyone asks for something, um, which is not wrong. It's just it's just kind of how it is, how it goes. And a lot of the time, like it's not really my responsibility. But again, I want to serve my clients. I want them to have the best day. And a lot of the time it is kind of just falling upon you to fix it. But with an on-day coordinator, they deal with all of that so I can focus literally on what I need to do. Um, It makes so much of a difference. I can't emphasize this enough. So if you're on the edge of um, deciding if you want to coordinate or not, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, They're so good at what they do. Again, they do a lot of the timeline work beforehand. So like I say, I think I'm pretty good at picking up timeline things. They are pros. They are experts. They just know. So while I might move things around a little, they might have completely other ideas. Um, They're just amazing. It's what they do for a reason. Um, I've also increased my pricing twice in the last three months. So I increased it once um, based on what a mentor, you know, gave me feedback on. Um, And that felt really uncomfy for me. It felt icky. It felt like I didn't really have the confidence to do that, um, but I increased them all by about a grand and then I had like a big lull in bookings and I was quite unsure. Um, again, it was that lag time between putting in this, all this work and seeing any results and I was just feeling a bit like down about it all and I didn't really have the confidence to like back that pricing increase but so many industry people had told me that that's what I needed to do so I was just like okay like I'll see how it goes and then once I like broke down I literally went through and broke down like my time my you know what it cost me to do that wedding at the prices I was giving and I was like shit I'm really not making much on these big big days So now I'm a few grand up from that and I've been getting more bookings than ever. So I'm, that's like a huge confidence hit. It's really reassuring and it's, um, it's exciting because it lets me do what I'm good at in a way where I don't have to book like a million other things in the week and then show up at this wedding (laughs) tired as hell from the week I can just focus on the weddings that I want to do, do them really well, be really rest, really well rested. And then when I show up on that day, I am 110%. Um, so I'm super, 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 super stoked with how all of the wedding stuff is going. Um, I also mentioned I've been submitting to magazines a lot. That's been going really well. So I'm now with... Um, published with Anti-Bride Together Journal and To The Isle Australia um which is really exciting I also submitted to Hello May and this one they that I submitted I was so sure it was going to get in I've had up until this point that one wedding I've had 100% success with submitting um they'd all gotten through and this one they came back and they said it wouldn't fit their schedule and I was like it just seems like a weird a weird response Um, and it was kind of bugging me for a day and I was like a bit down. I was like, what was wrong with it? You know, is it really the schedule? If they loved it enough, they would have 
fit it in after their schedule, you know, all of these things. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to ask them like straight up. So I emailed back and I was like, hey, just wondering, um, like, you know, thanks for getting back to me. Just wondering if it's just the schedule or if there's anything else that contributed to um, you not wanting to take this one on. And they sent me a huge response with the literal step-by-step um, of what they look for, what they expect, what they want more of. Um, and that was so helpful to me as someone who, you know, I get I get benefit out of submitting these when they're published. Um, it's a way for other people to see my work. I'm not saying it's like an instant <laughs> like referral, but it, it definitely helps. Um, so for them to take that time to get back to me in such detail, I was really impressed with, I was really grateful for it. And it just made me realize like, I need to ask for feedback like this more. So as soon as that happened, now anyone who doesn't book me, um, goes with someone else or, you know, doesn't even get back to me. I make a point of reaching out and in a very nice way, just saying like, hey, just wondering why you went with someone else or why um, you didn't end up booking. And you'd be surprised with the responses you get. Um, most of them, are, I mean, all of them that I've received are very, very kind and thoughtful replies. Um, they're usually very straight up. Sometimes it's just financial issues and they like don't really feel comfortable telling you that straight off. Um, sometimes it's... Um, just they gelled better with another photographer which I'm all for as well like literally you're around the couple you're around the photographer especially if you're the bride more than anyone else on your wedding day so if you don't gel with them if you get along with someone else better and you still love their work and everything go with the person that you get along with and you know you're going to have a fun day around because that's the most important thing on your wedding day that you have fun and you don't feel uncomfortable around someone um like maybe I'm maybe I'm a little too much for some people maybe some people want a little more like gentle calm laid back energy around their wedding day which is fine I'm here to bring the party (laughs) yeah sometimes um but yeah that's totally fine and it's I've been so so grateful with those honest responses so I would recommend to anyone who literally any industry if you get knocked down from something just politely ask why and you more often than not will get so much valuable information out of that. Um, I have also been since January, I mean, okay, I need to step back a little. I'm going to switch to like maybe some some life updates and then I'll come back to the, to the weddings. Um, December, January for me was chaotic. Just... Not in a bad way. It was delightful. It was amazing. It was so much fun. But it was just so much. It was like every other day something else. I felt like I didn't have time for any of my work. I felt like I kind of got behind on everything. I certainly got behind on socials. I wasn't really posting. I just kind of let my business go on the back burner. I didn't post any podcasts. Like I really took a step back and... um, I don't regret this. I feel like I did really need it at the time. Um, but it did certainly put me maybe a step back. Um, it was it was tough to get back into it. Um, I'm well and truly back into it now. Um, I went to Melbourne for the Australian Open 
on when did I leave? I think on the 11th, and I got back on the 23rd. Um, so I was there for two weeks, pretty much. I think quick math, yeah. And I just had so much fun, so 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 much fun. Um, but obviously, still no work routine there. I did work a bit. I did try and do some back end. I did some consults. I did, you know, tried to keep pretty much up to date on the emails while I was there. But it's by no means a normal work day. Um, and since I've been back from Melbourne, I've had very productive work days. I've been really focused. I've been doing like so much better with my socials. Um, and I think that's honestly a huge contributor to the reason why I'm getting a lot more wedding bookings now is because I have been super, super consistent. So at the moment I'm posting twice a day on my wedding um, account and that has been honestly game-changing. I've been doing at least one on my commercial side and I've been doing at least three TikToks a day. Um, The TikToks, they're (laughs) a little more random. They're a little more like I mean, I've got everything rolled into one in there, so it's easier to post more because I've just got like random shit talk. I've got um, random funny things and then I've got wedding and commercial posts and then I even throw some Volando stuff in there. Um, So it's very easy for me to pump out a few a day. And then any extra on that, I'll either just draft and store up for when I have those days where I don't um, have as much time to do that or I'll just be like YOLO and post more than three a day. I think one day I did like 10. (laughs) Um, But that's been, it's been a fun outlet and it definitely grows a lot quicker than Instagram. So I've been really focusing on that. Um, I have now 20 booking, 20 weddings booked for 2024, which is very exciting. It's very promising. Um, I would love to 2025 have like maybe 30 to 40, somewhere between there, um, and then really tone the commercial side back to things that really excite me. Uh, That would be unreal for me. And I would really love to be doing like European seasons, US seasons. So that's like a goal for 2025 maybe. Um, But 2024 is really picking up. It's looking like it's going to be an amazing year wedding wise for me and just with the content alone I just think it's going to be the pivotal year for me in weddings to really make my mark and make a name for myself um I did do one like really randomly viral reel and tiktok that got me let's have a look at what it is now it would have got me at least a thousand followers It's got 4.5 million views, nearly 500,000 likes on Reels on on Instagram, similar on TikTok, maybe more. Um, So that really pushed my following up, which interestingly enough didn't really get me any – it did get me some leads, but not really many. I just think the – which it shouldn't be this case, but sadly it is. I think the social credit of having that – increased following helps um so I'm just really trying to stay consistent with that as well keep growing that um Instagram again is so hard to grow on unless you do get one of those like crazily viral things um so I guess I just kind of got lucky there uh but I'll keep trying to get lucky the thing is you just got to post a ton 
to be able to get that random lucky break. So that's that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. Commercial updates. Um, I spoke about the TikToks. So I'm trying to do a lot more of that and just stay consistent with that as well. Um, since I was at the AO, I really, Australian Open, I really realized how much I missed doing tennis and athletes. So if you know my origins, I, I was a tennis player. I, not very good, but I was a tennis player. And that's how I started with photography. I started doing ATP tour. And with COVID, I had to stop that. I had to pivot to other things. Um, but going back there this year, it hit me like a ton of bricks, how much I missed it. Um, so I had already come to this realization last that towards the end of last year that I was kind of leaving this branding niche untapped because I am very good at the personal branding. I'm very good at it. I know I am. <laughs> um, but for some reason, I was holding back. I didn't even have it on my website. I was not advertising it. I just found it. um, I think within photographers, it's almost looked down on. Like it's the cool ones do like the fashion and the more um, commercially um, praised work, whereas personal branding is kind of looked on as uh, less than. So I think it was a bit of an ego thing, to be honest. I think I was like, I want to be, I want to do better than that. Um, But now I'm just embracing that this is something I'm really good at. It is something I enjoy. It's something that pays well. And so now I'm leaning in and not only am I leaning into personal branding, I want to lean into personal branding for athletes and fitness industry professionals. Um, So that's going to be my direction for this year. And I'm really going to hammer that. I feel like having the weddings there to kind of bolster my income up gives me the flexibility in the commercial space to take risks and pivot and move. Um, So I'm really grateful that I can lean into this and give it a shot. Um, I'm also trying to do a lot of tests at the moment to keep the momentum going, stay top of mind and to kind of appear more in this industry. Um, So I'm sure you've probably seen by now that I have been doing more fitness content and that is not going to stop anytime soon. So really keen to keep building off that. Um, Now we are up to life updates. (laughs) The first one I have here, new running watch, (laughs) running era and journey. Um, I've been running a lot. I've been really loving it. And I used to, when I was in Noosa, when I was living in Noosa, I was probably running twice a week, um, one with the group and one alone or with a smaller group, but they were all fairly similar runs. Like I would go out and I would be like, my, like my decision-making would be, um, what does everyone else want to run? Um, if it was alone, what do I have time for? What do I feel like running and how fast can I possibly go? And I would just go (laughs) as fast as I could for as long as I could, or as long as I had time for. Um, I have matured (laughs) in my running journey and I remember when I was in Germany, I had a polar watch and it's just like a, a, like a Garmin watch, but different brand called polar. And it had programs built into it that it just tells you, like you put in the distance you want to do, um, when the race date is and it builds in like, you know, how often you can run and all that, your fitness level. And then it builds you a plan based on that. 
Um, so I'm running the half marathon in May in Noosa. So I put that in and that was in early December, I think, or mid-December. Um, so it's a very good chunk of time to train for it. So I just finished the first 11 week, I think I have, have I not? That seems like it wasn't that far away. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, no, I will be just finishing the first cycle probably in two weeks. Um, so it breaks it down into three um, training cycles, I guess. And the first one is just base building. So the goal is to just get as many Ks as you can under your belt. So I've been running an average of 40 to 50 Ks a week, broken down into four different runs. Um, January, I picked this up a little more because we had a little group challenge going on. So I did 200 Ks in January altogether, um, which I actually really enjoyed. And instead of (laughs) just going out and seeing how fast I can possibly go, it's a lot of really, really, really slow running which is, it was so hard at first, so hard. And I felt embarrassed running slow. Like it was a real ego thing. Again, maybe I have an ego problem. Um, But now I'm comfortable going slow. So like my long runs will be 7 to 7.30 pace, depending on the day and the heat and the route and whatnot. Um, But I'm just trying to keep my heart rate around 135 to 138 for those. So like really low and it's for like two hours, so it's a, it's a good chunk of time to be moving and keeping your heart rate low. Um, and then there's two medium runs, which are a bit higher average heart rate than that, and one interval, which is going to be much higher. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. I've never felt like I if, if I tried to do 40, 50 Ks a week before, there would have been no chance. I would have been so sore. I would have been dead. But it feels very manageable now. So the next cycle will be... I think picking up pace a lot more, doing a lot more interval work. So I might even do some like hill sprint stuff to try and build that because I noticed I did a 22K yesterday and it was on trails and then some hills as well. And I noticed as soon as I hit a hill, I'm just gassed, I'm cooked. (laughs) And then it just hurts me for the flats after that. So I think I need to do a little bit of hill work to try and get my body a bit more accustomed to that. But I'm... Really loving running a lot more. So I'm doing four a week. I'm trying to do three lifts a week. Um, The new gym I'm going to is a Torah in Nanda and I love it. It's amazing. Um, They have a really good mix of sessions, which I was doing earlier in November, December, a lot more of like the higher pace cardio sessions. But now that I'm running so much, I have to kind of give some of those up so that I don't cook myself too much. So I'm really focusing on like the strength ones and the running myself, which will kind of work together um, to help my running anyway. So that's seven, seven sessions, seven a week, seven or eight, depending on the week. Um, And I'm feeling really good. I'm still, well, I'm still, I've just started a, a bit of a healthy challenge So I'm doing 50 days of no drinking and no processed foods as well as um, committing to those seven to eight sessions a week. So by the time I leave for the US, which is my next update, I will feel on top of the world. That's the goal anyway. Um, So next next update, I'm going to the US again 
in March. I leave on the 23rd of March and I will arrive in Miami on the 24th at 5am, which is my 30th. So I'm very excited about this. Um, It is a combination trip of 30th with my bestie and roomie, Annie, and also um, doing some more tennis work at Miami Open and the Houston Clay Courts and also tying in a lot of Volando work. So it's like a three birds, one stone (laughs) kind of deal. But I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I feel like I really need this. (laughs) Annie and I have been talking about doing another trip for so long. Like we've done so many countries together and our last one was also in the US, but we did Arizona and California and New York. Um, So yeah, we're just really excited to be doing something. Um, It's for her 30th as well. So it is just going to be amazing and I'm going to do all of the content. I'm planning on taking like couple film cameras obviously my normal digital cameras um I want to take like an old school you know those trending ones now like literally cheap aesthetic um just point and shoots and I want to get a little camcorder as well and just film everything because our road trip in Texas is going to be like so unreal um I'll get our little itinerary up and and read it out um we, so we start in Miami and we're there, I'm there for a week and he's joining a little later. And then, where is this? And then we go, there's a tournament in, in Houston, sorry. So we're there for quite a bit. And then we've got three nights in Austin, one night in San Antonio, one night in Marfa, uh, one night in Carlsbad, one night in El Paso, and then one, two, three, four nights in Dallas. Um, so it's a good chunk of time to be there. It's a, it's a lot of driving, but, like, I love I love road trips. Um, we're going to see a lot of national parks and, like, scenic things along the way, which I'm super excited for as well. Um, it's just going to be so wholesome and so much fun. I mean, wholesome, but also probably a lot of margs. But anyway, um, stoked, very excited. Um, I'm still driving a lot. Every time I go back up to Noosa, people are like, oh, how's Brisbane? Like, are you, have you got more work down there? And I'm like, I mean, I, I, I would have the same work no matter where I was based because my work doesn't, like I don't advertise in one specific location. I, I kind of take bookings all across from Goldie to Sunshine Coast on a weekly basis but because I was still in that um, lag time of when I'd booked things and just the madness of the new year and Christmas and whatever, um, I was still like scraping things in here, there and everywhere, which meant I was going back and forth a lot still. Um, so I've literally just got back from Noosa last night. I'm back to the Goldie on Thursday and then I need to come back here and then I need to go back to the Gold Coast on <laughs> Friday and come back and then Monday I'm back in Noosa like – it's just, it's all over the joint, but that's kind of how it is at the moment. Um, January was so quiet booking-wise, and I was actually getting quite stressed. Um, I don't know why I do this every single January. Like, I know, I literally have the data. It is by far the quietest month of the year for me, every single year without a doubt, um, and for other photographers, other creatives. It is just such a quiet month. And I don't know why every year I'm like, <gasps> shocked shocked by how quiet it is 
Um, so I got really concerned that I was never going to book anything ever again and everyone hated me. <laughs> and then towards the end of the month, everything started picking up again like it always does. Um, so <laughs> that was entertaining. Um, but I'm just really glad things are picking up because it does every year. It just gets me every single year. Um, the other thing was I find this really interesting and I don't know if um, it's just me. But I've been listening to a lot more music lately and by lately I probably mean in the last month and I find that there's a massive correlation between how often I want to listen to music and how well I'm doing um, in life in terms of how balance rested productive, motivated, like how good I feel basically. When I feel my best, I'm always listening to music, making playlists, like whenever I drive, I'm so excited to put it on. Like I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm listening to it or there's some other factor that when I feel really good, that's just what I do. I don't know what it is, but I just, I'm really loving it. Um, Come join my Spotify. Come and look at my playlist. I'm not biased, but I think I make like the best playlist ever. Definitely not biased. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's, I think that's all my updates. Um, I'm sure there's so many more things, but that's going to be it now for a little intro back into the world of Shots Fired podcast. Um I'm going to do a 2023 goals recap and a 2024 goals episode after this. So that'll be the next one. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening again after such a long break. I didn't disappear. I'm not going to cancel the podcast. So hope you liked it. Thank you so much. Love you. Have a great day. Mwah.